And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to Greenlight Reviews. We're going to talk about movies, as we always do. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we're going to review a film called Country Strong. Okay. It's all about country western singers, and it stars Gwyneth Paltrow, Tim McGraw, Garrett Hedlund, and Leighton Meester. Gwyneth Paltrow plays a fictitious uh-huh. country western legend who has fallen on hard times. The character's name is Kelly Cantor. I think Kelly, too, is really a combination of a lot of pop singers who find themselves in a downward spiral these days, and they have to go to rehab, and that's really what her character is based on. She drinks a lot. She takes drugs. She's very promiscuous. She's married to James Carter, played by Tim McGraw. Mm-hmm. He loves her very much, and he can't really do anything with her, but he sticks by her. Well, he loves the paycheck, I think. You betcha. <laughs> and Garrett Hedlund and Leighton Meester are two young singers up and coming and kind of riding on her coattails. Mm-hmm. That's the story. And, Anne, there are so many things wrong with this picture, I don't know where to start. Well, let's just call it, instead of country strong, call it country wrong. <laughs> you know, here you have a very multi-talented actress, Gwyneth Paltrow, Oh, starring. she's terrific. She's really so good in everything except She is this. good. She's just not cast correctly here as Kelly Carter. I realize that she wants to take a stretch and try new things for herself, and that's admirable. Sure it is. But I would prefer that she did it, you know, in a little theater someplace rather than in a big fat movie like this where people have to pay $10 a head to come and see her experiment in the acting field. You know, to me, this is one big bag of cliched Nashville kind of entertainment with booze, binges, broads, banjos, and bad acting. (laughs) That's very alliterative. I like that. Right. I just found almost everything in this movie wrong-headed. It just doesn't hold together. First of all, they take her out of rehab at the beginning of the movie, much too early, and her husband James arranges to get her out. And then about two minutes later, once she's back in her dressing room, he gives her a bottle of pills. Well, I guess he didn't read the AA rules, which say (laughs) that, you know, it's not only booze that's not allowed, but any kind of addictive medicines and so on are verboten. So here she is swallowing the pills pretty quickly after she gets out of rehab. And then following that, we see her with a bottle of vodka. Then he asks her AA counselor, some kind of amateur guy that was holed up with his wife in the rehab place, to go on the road with them. He's a wannabe country singer. His name is Bo, and he's played by Garrett Hedlund. We see him going on the road, and he's another temptation for Kelly because he's a handsome, strapping young guy, and all of a sudden she's involved in a wicked relationship with him behind her husband's back. Please, I mean, does this guy James not get it? I mean, the whole thing was wrong from the very beginning. You know, Tim McGraw, this has become his struggle in life as far as acting is concerned. He always plays nice guys who are not quite sharp enough. Right. He comes across as very nice in this film. Well, he is nice. Tim McGraw, by the way, we must remind everybody, is really a terrific country western singer. And in Country Strong, he's the only one who doesn't sing at all. 
Now, that was real good thinking, wasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Another part of this movie that just drove me crazy is that Kelly, that would be Gwyneth Paltrow, gets her pills and then she gets into the vodka and then suddenly she's crying. But it's not just Kelly who cries. Bo cries and then Leighton Meester, who plays the young wannabe girl country singer, she also cries, then James cries, and then pretty soon I was crying. When will this dreadful movie be over with? There's only one part of this movie that will touch anybody because I didn't believe a second of it. But oh, no, you're not going to do that scene. Okay. I'm afraid so. I'm All afraid right, so go because ahead. it irritated me so badly. Manipulative. Kelly Cantor is in Austin, Texas to do a concert, and she goes to a school to sing a song for a little boy who is suffering from cancer. He's a big fan of hers, and she goes there, and she talks to him, Uh and she says, am I going to sing a song for you? Well, you bet I did. I wrote it all about you. It's called Travis, which is the little boy's name. Yeah. She sings it to him. She picks him up. He's like five years old, and she dances with him. Okay. And supposedly, everybody in the audience should be sobbing. I sob when I think about sick children, too, but I didn't hear because I thought they put this in deliberately. Oh, of they put they this did. in to manipulate the audience and make her seem more human than she is. And she doesn't seem very human because, no. as you said earlier, Anne, she spends the entire film either drunk or crying. Well, to begin with, Gwyneth Paltrow is a very patrician-looking woman. Oh, she's absolutely. quite beautiful, and she's much too elegant to play a country singer. She just doesn't have that kind of backwoods look about her. It's nothing against country singers, and it's certainly nothing against Paltrow. It's just not a good fit. Right. To me, she looked like an English countess in Minnie Pearl's court. (laughs) You could not buy Gwyneth Paltrow wearing those long sequin dresses with her country hair style going on for her. And she just looked like she was about ready to walk out to present an Oscar, not that she was going to present a whole country music routine. And that was unfortunate. Much more successful, I think, was the young actress Leighton Meester. She makes a nice splash for herself on the big screen as Childs. And I liked her characterization. I thought she was much more effective and much more at ease in this kind of setting. Well, I did believe her more as a country singer than I did anybody else. Yes, and she's attractive and she has a nice voice. And by the way, all of the people singing have very, very good voices, including Gwyneth Paltrow. There's nothing wrong with the voice. It's just that it doesn't fit the person. And I thought the plot lines really were muddy and silly and inane. And I believe that the direction was way off. And the name of the writer and director is Shana Feste. Yes. I don't know what else Miss Feste has done. We wish her well. I love to see women succeeding in the business. I don't think this is a very good vehicle, but I think it's to her credit that Gwyneth Paltrow got interested in this project. And obviously with her name, Shana Feste was able to get this thing produced. I guess so. But for me, the biggest problem, and I don't think anybody realized it until maybe they cut it all together and put it up on the screen, this film is not about Kelly Cantor. It's not about the Gwyneth Paltrow character. No, it it's isn't. really about Bo, the Garrett Hedlund character, and about Childs, the Leighton Meester character. So we wind up with Gwyneth Paltrow, the only star in this film, yes. playing a supporting role. Well, then that means that the screenplay is out of balance. Absolutely. And that's the problem of the writer, and really it's the problem of the direction. I'm sure once they got into the editing room, they realized the problem that they had and they tried to fix it. Hence, many of the scenes I thought were jumbled in the 
editing. One minute you see Paltrow singing up on the stage, and the next minute she's in the back of a train talking to Bo, and they're sitting on a haystack or something. It was just all over the place. What happened when they got on that train? They took a little trip somewhere, (laughs) but we don't know where. And then the next thing I know, she's back on stage doing a big concert. You know, to me, this movie just spirals right out of the business. It was a downward trip almost from the first frame. It was too bad. I love Paltrow, and I like to see movies about this subject, but I don't think this was an effective movie at all. Well, we've seen many movies about this subject. Two of the true ones starred Jessica Lange as Patsy Cline. That was a great and movie. the Oscar-winning... Coal Miner's Daughter. Coal Miner's oh, Daughter, sure. That was fabulous picture. This doesn't come no. out of the same continent as those two films. <laughs> And for that reason, Anne, I'm sorry, I'm going to give it a red light. Me too. Country strong, country weak. I say give it a red light and let's all go to the bar and have a good cry, Les. (laughs) A good cry and a vodka, probably. Right. Okay, two red lights for country strong. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.